And three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. Put in a loyal 26 years. The same radio station, the former Kicks 115. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talk about with your family and your friends. Conversations about current events, pop culture, music trends, and often revealing and endearing conversations about marriage, parenting, personal growth, or something like that. Welcome to Cadillac Jack, my second act, Donna. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. I've been sending you these TikTok videos lately of these like Home Depot dads. Are right. you dying? Dying. Did you watch the one I sent you? I hadn't watched a single one of them. Why? Because I wanted to wait until this exact moment, this exact moment when we're together and could watch them at the same time. Well, we can't watch them. We're on a podcast. I know. It would be fun, though, because I get about 220 a day. All right. So the one I watched, the one I just sent you. It's the video from TikTok um, or from Instagram, whatever it was. I swear to God, I got. I, I mean, this is just compelling. Okay. I've got a thousand text messages from you in the past two hours, and none of them the are. Ohio State there. University. Oh, the big puppy shout dog. Out to the, the okay, the puppy dog. The puppy dog. No, not the puppy dog. That's Roscoe. I thought that was him. I thought that looked like my dog. <sighs> okay, the iconic dad moments the campus movie in. The truck lane. True, true. Mm, no, I think I can do that. Anyways, it's the Home Depot music. Dun, 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 dun. Is dun, it? I didn't dun, turn dun, it dun, up. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that makes it even better. Makes it even better. Which is talking about like moving kids in. And I know we went through this last year with Olivia. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because I had pretty much done everything ahead of time. But oh, Okay. Anywho, but no, it's just very funny. It's like, there's just, it doesn't matter what school you go to. It doesn't matter what kid. There's just certain things that just take place. And I've been talking to a lot of parents because, you know, it's, it just continues. I mean, like we didn't have anyone that we moved in. We moved Olivia into, well, she actually moved herself into um, her apartment, but we didn't have a kid moving into a dorm room, but I went to dinner last night with our friends. um, Well, I just went with Laura, who's married to Tug, who used to be with you on the radio. And they moved their son, Jacob into CSC. his dorm at the College of Charleston. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram. And she was saying that they were supposed to go, they were there for two days, and they were supposed to go, he was supposed to meet them for dinner that night, the last night, um, after they moved him in. And then the next day they were leaving. And he sent him a text and said, would it be okay if I just went out with my friends? Night two. Night two. How about that? And we were talking about it at dinner, and she just said, you know, her husband, Tug, was saying, this is what he's supposed to do. Sure. I know. And a lot of dads, and I don't think this is a dad thing. Again, I don't think it's gender specific. I think it could go moms or dads. But a lot of dads say that to moms. And she just said, I get it. And I know that. But, but it, it doesn't hurts. take away yeah. how I feel. And she said, I don't know how to describe to anyone how I feel. I don't, I'm not mad. I wasn't mad. Um, because I guess Tug had said to her, are you mad at Jacob? And she said, no, I'm not mad. And she said, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know if I'm sad. And I said, you know what you feel? Because I felt this way last year. You feel a little lost. And she said, that's it. Exactly. Because for better or worse, you part of your job as a mom or dad is just doing things for your kids. You know, And all of a sudden, that job just comes to an abrupt end. And it's like you've been let go from a job with no uh, severance. You know what that's like, you know? I do, yeah. And 
it doesn't matter what people say to you. There's just kind of an emptiness or a hollowness. And I said to her, do you kind of keep looking at the door every day thinking he's going to walk in? And she said, yeah. And I said, yeah. Yeah. And it's like this summer when Olivia stayed in Tennessee and worked, that's what she's supposed to do. And actually, I was the one who said, listen, you have to work this summer. And if you're, because Jack was going to, her boyfriend was going to stay up there for the summer. If you're going to be seeing him, then you probably need to get a job up there because you're not going to be able to drive back and forth. But it still is just a tremendous loss because it just is. It just is. And then there's this, you know, we've talked about Rush, but there's this dorm room situation where professional firms are now coming in and decorating. Love it. It's mainly girls. Girls' dorm rooms. Love it. I was talking to my sister about it, and she's like, this is out of control. She's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this for my niece, Ava. And I'm like, you know, they're all basically all the same room. I mean, you didn't see it's, this coming? You didn't see this coming? You have all people? Yes, of course I saw it coming. But I just think, again, it is over the top. And I'm not going to mention this person, but there's someone who was on my, um, I guess it was Facebook, who had um, dropped their daughter off. And the daughter is very like Olivia, our Olivia, not so frilly and girly and, you know, not so much into all of that stuff. And the dorm room was very nice, but it was normal. It wasn't with the fabric headboard and, you know, the matching monogrammed comforters and the white lacquer table that they all have in between it with matching lamps and the pillows and all this stuff. And someone commented in the comments, well, this is pretty bare bones. Really? And I was like, Helen, mind your own business. Seriously. Like if you knew this girl, and I'm not going to, I'll tell you after the show who it is. And you'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But she's perfectly happy in this room. And it had everything. Don't get me wrong. It had her computer and her laptop. Right, and, who, and, and who are you though? Who are you yeah. to, to point that out, point out your, your personal attitude? Just because it doesn't look like Southern living, you know, and, and the, the fa- this family, this is not even a financial thing. They have more than enough money to have done her dorm room, you know, Ralph Lauren. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. But I don't know. I just was like, this is again, what we've come to. And it's Although like, I'd, I'd, I'd hire somebody in a minute. Absolutely. Well, just to do the nailing and the hammering and all, all that. Get it done. Stuff. Get it done. Just get it done. Yeah. yeah. This um, that actually maybe not over the top, but just do the work. Yeah, you just get it done. Whatever. Right. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying you're building third walls and things. Just get it done. Right. You could. You could. You could be a. If you lived in the you know near campus or campuses where there were pretty big footprints of of a student population, you could. You could get a full time job at it. Be around. Well, no, there are full time doing jobs. stuff like that. You know, no, you're there not going to be able to do that all year. But you know, think of the things that needs need to be done where there are young adults that are living in housing away from mom and dad for the first okay, time. Okay, I've got one for you. All right, we got. I met when I was doing my time in Alabama. I met this doing husband my time and in wife. Alabama. That's the name of your book. Yeah, doing my time in Alabama. I met this right husband and wife. That. You're going to die. And she owned a cleaning service in like Tuscaloosa. Right. And all of a sudden, she approached one sorority and one fraternity house and asked them if they would need her services, like to clean the house. And they were like, uh, "Yes." Then she picked up every house on the campus and of hired, the University of Alabama and hired underneath her to do the work. Hired people Absolutely. to clean this place, and they put it into the dues 
of each fraternity sorority member. So it may have only been $20 for each girl or boy or whatever, but but she has so much work. And now she's expanding to other campuses and it's like something like campus clean or something like that. And I'm like, dang, why didn't I think of that? I mean, I don't want to clean these boys and girls toilets. You hire below you. You hire below you is what you do. Yeah. At whatever the cost to get great, reliable people. You know? And what it comes down to honest, is wherever honest. there is a need where people don't want to do something themselves. Then go there. Go there. Go there. Yeah, go there. No kidding. You're right. Just go there. What do you say? We'll just cut the check. Just cut the check. Rather than buying okay. the wrapping paper and eating the candy bars, we'll just cut the check. Well, and then you will eat the candy bars. That's what you used to do. Remember? M- maybe. Yeah. No. You need all those little kids. I'll tell you one. Here we go. When I was, here we go. When I was at the University well, of Georgia. At the 10 minute mark. Go ahead. Yep. When I was at the University of Georgia and I had moved into my apartment, we kind of lived, me and my friend Susan kind of lived in more of a suburban-y type right. area, a, a little bit further away from campus because her dad owned this complex of like four units and we didn't really have a choice. I was like, oh, okay. But anyway, and it was very nice, but it was way far away from campus. I only did that for one year. But all of a sudden on Halloween, all these little children started coming to our door and like trick-or-treating. And meanwhile, we were getting on our like, I mean, they weren't like hooker outfits like these girls were now. But like I told you before, I was a rolling dice and I had a big yep. box that I had spray painted. I was on roller skates. Yep. And that's when I rolled into the Ki-Fi yep. um, they, they fireplace. And I have a permanent scar over my eyebrow, which I'll be happy to show you all, where I rolled into the fireplace. I mean, I admit I was a little lit, Literally rolled into the into the fireplace. Yeah, Bam. I cut my, my yep. um, eye and had to go get two stitches at St. Mary's in Athens and had to lie to my daddy about how I got it. Was that tough to do? Not really. So all these kids, we were getting ready. She was going to her sorority party. I was going out to mine. You know, we were getting ready. I, I think she was going to be something like, she ended up being like later a, um airline marshal. And I think her outfit was like a nun or something. And it wasn't like a dirty nun. Like she was a nun. You know what I mean? And I'm over there in a pair of tights and Get a your, box. Your box banged. Yeah. So trying to strap on my skates and then drive. I remember I got into like my car because we didn't have Ubers at the time. And I was like, oh, shoot, I got to take off my skates to drive. Yeah, which, like, which didn't, yeah, which didn't give everybody license to drive drunk. No, no, no. But everybody thought all. that. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, so all the kids came to the door and we were like, what is going on? And, and then something we realized, in the house or movie oh my God, there or it's something. all these kids that live kind of in an apartment complex next to the student apartment complex. And they're coming over to trick or treat. We're like, what the hell? What are we going to give them? Like, we don't have anything. We could give them shampoo, but I mean, we needed that. And Susan's like, what are we going to do? I mean, these kids were relentless. They wouldn't just like ring the doorbell and go away. They're like ringing it and banging and banging and banging it. And we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So I go to my closet and for whatever reason, we were doing some sorority fundraiser where we were selling all these, those candy bars that you sell like in yeah, high rap, school. Yeah, they had like a, a Reynolds wrap. Yes, holes, but I mean, these holes, were good holes, candy holes bars, spoil, you know, because they're expensive. The yeah. They're like $6 a candy bar. You stop a Ford F-150 with one of those. And I just started shoving them at Susan. I said, just give them these candy bars. And she's like, you're going to have to pay for those. I go, I'll figure that later. Just give these kids these candy bars. And the money's due the next day. What happens? Oh, my God. So, like, two weeks later, they were like, turn in your candy Time bars. Now. Time now. Like pay the up. treasurer. Pay turn up. your candy bars or your money. And I'm like, oh. Mama, I eat some candy bars. I eat them all. I eat every one of them all. So my mom had to cut a check for like $310 for my candy bars, candy bars. for Halloween. And then my stitches cost like $1,012. So that Halloween, my parents were in for about $1,500. They were, they were under, under. I think that's when my dad showed up in his like 
overcoat. On campus. Jangling his uh, on keys. On campus. You've told, you've told that story many times. Well, he showed up on campus the first year when I was in a dorm. But everybody has that moment. Let's stop talking about these because mm-hmm. the same thing happened to me yeah. uh, with both of my parents at different times. Um, and what, what would you call it? It's the kind of an intervention. Mom and daddy are, yeah, yeah. Mom and daddy are coming up from your home to it's campus. It's an intervention. Yeah, of sorts. Maybe not a full blown intervention. Should be, mm-hmm. but there's no, uh, there's no hospital involved at this point. No, and it used to be there was no FERFSA. <laughs> you know, now these kids have to fill out a FERFSA so you have access to their grades and all this stuff. And, and right. yeah, the deal they, is they control the FERFSA. Yeah. Well, explain, explain what that is to somebody maybe doesn't know. Because I didn't until we had one go to college. Well, it's a FERFA. It's actually, it's actually what it's called. It's a FERFA. And they have to fill it out so that you as a parent have access to their grades. Because you, you would not have access otherwise as no, a mom or dad. because of the new world we live in. Yeah. And so a lot of the kids, they said, fill out the FERFA in front of their parents. And then when the parents leave, they go back around behind them. And void the FERFA. And you're like, why void not the FERFA. grades? Why would you void the FERFA? Because then you don't want your parents to get the grades. You do it in front of them okay. so they think they're getting the grades. And then right, the right, parents right, have right, so right. much going on, like us, we forget. And you're like, did I ever get their grades? Mm. It's been two years. Yeah. But back then, they mailed your grades yep, yep, home. And so you just prayed to God. You, somebody got to the mailbox got before the mailbox. Well, I, I'm, I'm, your mom I'm, did. This is such a nostalgic conversation for me. Seriously. Got to get to the mailbox. Mama. And my dad never went to the mailbox. I mean, daddies didn't go to the mailbox no, back then. No, hell no, they didn't. No. The mamas did but, all the mail. And they and did all the, the, go ahead, they did all the sorting. Yes, the In sorting order, and yes. the shifting. And so I'll sorting never forget. Oh, my God, I'm dying. Yeah. I'm dying. And so, so my true. mom got my grades. Well, damned if my dad didn't show up a week later and tell me that if I failed math 101 one more time, Kennesaw was in my future. Let me be very clear here. There is nothing wrong with Kennesaw. Now. That's, what, that's what he said. His pitch. Now, no, no, no. I'm saying this now. Oh, okay. this is a massive, full functioning, fantastic university. I'm very old. Back in the day, it was a commuter school. It was. Come on. It was. Yes, and that was what your parents used against you. Yes, as a threat. Yes. For us, it was CBCC. Right. The Talbot Valley Community College. CBCC. Everybody had yeah. one, and it, again, it's nothing against that school now or students that attended. But at the time, your parents had to have something to hold over your head, right? And that was it. You had to do an attendance one on Olivia the first two weeks, but that got turned around very quickly. What was that? Grass. What was that? Just she was being was late to a couple of classes, and I had told her in advance, "You're not a morning person. Why did you put your math yeah, your worst, math worst class?" Yep, first at, year of college, first year of college. At 8.30, yeah, and you've got to get all the way across campus. You know, it's not like rolling up to Cambridge High School on one wheel. you you got to, yeah, there's a lot. Where you have your reserve parking spot, and, yeah. and you're ready to go, search day. She, let me tell you, she figured it out quick. And I'm a big believer, I'm just going to tell you this, in college, I know there are a lot of people who are like, you got to give them some grace, they've got to get used to it. You know, it's a new environment. Don't over-freak out. I hear all that. If you are going in-state, if you are out-of-state, no. Get it together quickly. Why? Because there's, the stakes are higher. There's so much more money online. Okay. And you either, you know, if, if, it, if as a parent you have stretched out to send them to an out-of-state college because they want to do something specific with that college, then get your ass up and get to school. End of story. Out of state, you're constantly, because we were talking about this last night with Laura, you're harassing your kids about, not really harassing them, but there's a low-key thing about, listen. I'm paying out-of-state tuition. And they know that. Yeah, and, yeah. and I will tell you, Olivia knows that. She's the very. There's, there's pressure. There is. 
and hers is self-induced. I've never, we've never said no. anything. We really no. haven't um, because okay. we know she's a good student. However, if you're in state, it's just as bad because you know what you're constantly harassing your kids with. If you lose that zeal, if home. you lose you're hope, because that's what happens with a lot of these kids. People think that if you stay in state, the money's just flowing. Well, it's ever changing. Like kids go off the hope, come back on the hope, get on the hope, come off the hope. And it's like, it's, you know, so one semester you may be paying hardly any money. And then if they happen to, you know, party fail, yeah. Or take, party, take a semester off. you're, you're back up to, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, you, and it's not like if you're off hope, you so can't like come back on scale. It. It's a sliding scale, right? It, uh, yeah. Well, you either made the cut with your GPA or you didn't. Okay. And there's two of them. There's Zell and Hope. And so if you're getting both, there's extra pressure on you. Because to go, to, I'm, I'm to, not going to name do names again. To, hang on, hang on. Though. But to do what? To be responsible. To go to school. To, to get a certain grade point average. Come on. I'm not going to name this but that, child. But that's not too much, right? That's not too much to well, ask. But we weren't. I failed math twice. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Were you a great student? I was only there six days. Okay, so. I'm going to tell you something else in a minute. First, I'm going to tell you about this little student that I have that works with me that I'm not going to name his name. But he went to his professor and he said, I got down on my knees like I was talking to Jesus. He said, and I begged this man, you are holding my future in your hands. If I get knocked off the hope, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm coming home. My like, parents like won't pay. A whore or a drug, one or the other. You know? mm-hmm. And I said, well, what happened ultimately? He said it. He gave me some grace. Said, well, there really? You go. I do think. Sometimes uh-huh. you are harder on the kids considering how you were like your expectation, like, like, well, it's not that hard, you know, to get up. And I agree, but did you do that? I didn't. I mean, I'm calling myself out. No, but I last six days. That's, that's what I'm saying. Be responsible. Do the right thing. Make the right decision. Yes. is a time period when you're supposed to make mistakes and, it's time period when you learn about certain things and how to, for us, it was a checking account and getting your first new car and stuff like that. But it's, it's also a time to begin to transition to responsibility, uh, being, becoming a responsible adult, I think, very much so. And you, can, and you can do both. You can do both at the same time. But, you gotta but work, do you ever you feel hypocritical when you no. put, okay, no, let I me don't. finish. Well, but I, I know what you're going to say. I'm talking about right now as a 50-year-old man, choices you make versus choices they're making. Again. Maybe it's because I know I have not made a good choice. Okay. So if I can, but you are not one of those people who believes that just because you're like I'm fifty, I can do whatever I want. Well, Lord, no. It'd be fun to do that for a little while, but no, you can't. No. I just think that I know I I failed horribly in in all of those pockets in my life that we just discussed. And if I can wave a flag, it's a cautionary tale as a dad, and say, "Listen, uh, wet road ahead." I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Because I wish I had somebody who had held that flag a little higher until I mean to see it. Well, I think your mama tried. Mama tried. Didn't she? She uh mom my mom was very um oof, this is gonna hurt. Well then let's don't say no, it. No, 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 My mom was very out of touch. Mm. But she certainly put a, a high price on education. Of course she did. She was a public school teacher my entire life. Okay. Um, she was, you know, I mean, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. She was very, um, she was very aware, but often would not acknowledge. 
She would like to put her head in the sand. Certainly, yes, yes. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. And I picked up that habit. And it is one of the, uh, probably the most crippling personality trait that you can have. Crippling. Hmm. Crippling. Lord have mercy. Just, you know, intelligent, smart, beautiful, all those things. But she knew what was going on. Well, maybe she just didn't have the skills to cope with it. I mean, listen. She's a single mom. Absolutely. Yeah. She's tired. I mean, she's got a lot going on. You know, I'm not faulting her. Yeah. Not at all. I'm just saying that it was, you know, there, there's a, if you are in the thir- uh, 38 to 48 year old category, if, if that's your, if that's your file, if you have not already experienced it, there will come a time in this 10 year period, this 10 year lane, when there would just be all of these sudden, suddenly all of these just uh, moments, memories, and, and things that you learn and things that you thought you learned and things that you didn't learn at all all come together. And I don't know. There's no way to predict it. There's no way to know it's coming. But for me, it was during that pocket of maybe 38, 48, the most self. Um, Inflective? Yes, yes. See, mine was in my 50s, and I've told you that before. Yeah, mine came earlier, I think. I don't think I'm done, actually. I think it can come in multiple waves, I believe. Uh, but it was almost intoxicating how much it would take you into the moment back then. Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was. See, mine was 50. I would lay in bed when I turned 50, and I would literally almost go back. This is going to sound crazy. Go back through my life as far back as I could remember. And I would only do a certain amount every night because, good Lord. I mean, it was so much time in the day. Yeah. But just thinking about memories. Yeah. What happened? How I handled it. And finally, when I got to the kid years, like, you, you can be very hard on yourself. You know, and I just had to be like, like, why didn't I do this differently? Why was I so hard on this one on this? You know, why did I react this way? Or I I don't know. And it's like, there's this great Maya Angelou quote. And it says, when you know better, you do better. And I really live by that. I like that. Say it again. Okay. Say it again. When you know better. You do better. You do better. How about that? And also the other one is when someone shows you who you they when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah, that's another one. Um, but the point to this is that if if oh. you know better and you continue to do the same things, that's a problem. That's a choice. That's a choice you're making for whatever reason, good, bad, and different. But if you don't know better, like we're talking about your mom, if you don't have the tools, if you thought at the time. You were doing the best you could do. And she did. You can't be faulted. I agree. I totally agree. But there is a great study out, you know, that kids get their intelligence from their mom. But success with daughters, they also get from their mom. And, you know, moms always get, like, charged, especially with daughters, with a lot of, you know, your mom's a nag, she, the eye rolling and, you know, do this for your mom. Cause you know, she, you do this sometimes with the girls, you know, just take a picture for your mom and appease her, you know, but, I see, no, but I, see, I see no problem with that. If I can, if I can point that out and, and, and help you push it along and get it done and give mom a smile or make mom happy, do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll point that but, out. I, I, and I, I appreciate that, but I think most moms want their dads or spouses or significant others to say, do it because it's the right thing to of do. As does dad. Not just dad. Dad thinks that too, by the way. Dad make your mother too. happy. No, no. Dad thinks the other way. 
Dad actually thinks the other way. Dad just wants to get it done. Remember we were talking earlier about getting it to just get it done. Just get it done. Yeah. If that's all you have to do to make your mother smile or, or anybody, not just your mother, anybody, Jesus Christ. If that's all you have to do is show grace or be on, you know, I mean, come on. Why would you? Yeah. I mean, it says that like this, the study was saying that when the mother sets standards for their daughter's education, the girls are like more likely to attend college, take better paying jobs, avoid teen pregnancy. And that, that all of this nagging that we do does keep them on the straight and narrow. It may feel really? oppressive. Okay. It, it may feel like it shouldn't, you know, that we shouldn't have to do it, but that it does, that there's something about girls and boys not wanting to let down both parents, but certainly their mom. And they. It keeps them going. But. Keeps the, them going. Yeah, how about that? I think that I would be a more productive adult. If there had been a little more responsibility and a little more um, culpability and, and all the abilities. I don't know. You know, I go back and forth. I think of our generation and like we've talked about it before. Our moms didn't fill out college apps Forms for us. They other. didn't do any of this stuff. And most of us in this generation are very successful because we had to be. Our parents weren't going to solve it for us. They weren't going to give us jobs at their company. They weren't going to call a friend to get a job for us or an internship. So I don't know. I go back and forth. I really do. Interesting conversation. Yeah. And those are all the conversations we have every morning when you tune into Cadillac, Dawn of the Bear 92.5. Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. You can listen anywhere in America. It's a free app. You can find it in the Apple App Store, Google Play. Search for the Bear 92.5. No period. The Bear 92.5. Think 92.5, your work day. Listen, during the yeah, I'm going to have to watch you in the mornings. Why is that? I feel like you're starting to bring the dirty in. To the radio show. The, you know, funny that was that was mentioned in a text from you during the show this morning. I really do. All right, well, let's, let's, let's have, I have that. No problem with the dirty in the podcast okay. because it's just how you are. All right, but let's have that conversation. We'll, we'll have it. It's creeping into radio, and it, I don't know, makes me a little uncomfortable sometimes. Okay, I can't give you an example. I'm just well, saying. Okay. All right, let's, let's, you know, I let's, think let's, when you when you float that line, you just have to be careful because there are a lot of kids that listen and there are people on the way to I school. Agree, I agree. I agree. I think you may be surprised with what I have, uh, what I'll come back with. We, uh, okay, what do you want to come back well, with? Well, hang on, hang on. Follow the runner run of show. Oh, I'm so sorry. The ROS, the run of show. We Is there one, one for the podcast? Hadn't had one of those in eight months. <laughs> it was one away a long time ago. Um, yeah, five, uh, 5.30 till 10. Donna gets here around uh, 6.20. She fires up her little machine while she's in bed. Talks about her day while she... What? Drinks her coffee. Does her crossword puzzle. I don't do a crossword puzzle. I do drink coffee. I get up at 5 a.m. And you're right to go. And no, I wait to find out where you are in your commute or your day. Am I starting at 6, six o'clock? Am I taped your line? Yeah. So that's, that's how that that's goes funny. down. That's funny. That is funny. A little funny bit of where, where's Waldo. That's funny. That's funny. Stuff. And then. What else? Yes. What, what else? And then I fire my little machine up. That's right. You're on the satellite. You're on the satellite line. Yeah, and I get going. Yep. The only time I have any kind of issues with being off is when I can't hear like audio down the line. Right. Who's false hat? Yours. It is. It is. I'll do better. I'll do better. I mean, I just try no, no. my hardest. Dude, you do you do fantastic. I'm telling you. Uh some days you'll just throw something at me and I'm like, what is he talking about? All right, but most days I throw something at you and you knock it out of oh, the I don't know about park. that. You do. You do. You do. I, I, I have this conversation three, four times a week. I'm telling you. Um, but yes, you missed your I lay in my bed to the last possible moment. Because let me tell you what happens. I don't blame you. 
we've got to talk about this morning drive situation. I, again, this had a great dinner with Laura last night. It was long overdue. We were there for at Ted's for an hour and a half talking about everything, kids, life, husbands, everything. And I was saying to her, if there's one person I could go back and give more grace to, it would be you, Cadillac Jack, for all the years that you did morning radio, because there is no way to understand it if you've never done it. And I actually had this conversation with Tug, her husband. I was going to say. Been doing morning radio forever, just like you. Right. And Tug's one of those people, he has like nine jobs. He really does. He's not just on air. Then he has to switch over and function as like. Ops manager. Yeah, ops manager, all the stuff he does. And I was saying to Tug, just, I'm just so tired all the time. I don't know how to describe it. And he said, you don't have to. He said, I have gone and sat in my car and taken a nap. In the parking lot, at the battery, where his radio station is. Where the brakes play. Yeah. He said for 30, 45 minutes, and then come back up. And, you know, and I just told him, I said, it's, I don't know. And, and again, this is not like, I know there are people who work much harder and do shift orders. It's not, because I would normally get up at 6 o'clock with Charlotte anyway. It's not the so much that I'm getting up at 5. I don't know. But you have to get up and you have to be on. on. That That's the biggest part of it and my house is i was laura was laughing so hard because i said okay the downstairs of my house is clean because that's the i keep cleaning it over and over again that's, that's hoping to get. make get. it to the upstairs yeah. you never get there and then i go and i'm gonna i'm just gonna because this happens and it's about to happen because it usually happens about i'd say 12 12 30 and i'm like i'm just gonna lay down if i could just lay down for 30 minutes and then caddy I wake up oh, eight o'clock. and it's three o'clock in the afternoon. And yep. then most of the time I go over to the store and work, which again, this is not like poor pitiful me. I've chosen all of this, but it's just this. And he's probably gonna get mad at me for saying this because he said, this is going to sound really, this is that word we all ever use, but tone deaf. But he said, I've gone to the doctor in all the years I've done radio twice to be tested to see if I have leukemia. And he said, and I do not mean that to be tone deaf. He no, said no, no, that no. the kind of tired yeah. that you are convinces you that you're sick. Literally. That you're, you're sick. sick. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Well, this is just like <laughs> a glowing recommendation. Well, to do listen, radio, 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 the, 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 the beauty of radio wore off 10 years ago. It really did. If you think about mm-hmm. it, you know, we were, we were so blessed and so fortunate to have been a part of, I think outside of maybe the 70s, the the greatest 10 years. The golden years. Yes, of radio. We got into a great conversation about radio because he was saying that with the addition of being able to do things from home, like I am and you're in the studio, right. it, it, and it's not just me, but I mean a lot of shows, it's it fragmented it even more because you can go let your cat out. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to just be in a room with people staring at them focused. You know, you're, you, you don't really get direct. I mean, you do. I mean, again, I commend you. You're going into the studio. I'm rolling upstairs in a pair of joggers and no bra half the time. Oh, Donna, Donna, Donna. Hey. I did. I told him, I said, I've thought about quitting a couple of times. And he says, well, you can't. He said, he goes, well, you can't do that. I said, I know. And that's the other thing. Like, if you're running your register... At CVS, you can't just walk off. And you're like, I've, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. This is that, it's Jim, now. It's now. It's just, this job is just not for me for whatever reason. And I'm going to take like a 
couple of weeks off and figure out what I really want to do in life. I told Chuck, I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's like, no. He said, and that's the other thing about it is there are people, as crazy as it sounds, there are people out there depending on you for the laughs they get every day, yep. for the weather, that's why you for the traffic, for the country music. He really kind of put it in person. He kind of gave me like every one of those now, like see, coach pep talks. But see, every now and then you need to hear that. Yeah. Every now and then you need somebody, and, and not just in radio, not just in broadcasting, not just in a marriage, not just in a, a whatever you are, just in general. You got to ask somebody to check you. You know, and, No, it and, was. It was like a little Kirby Smart pep talk because I was saying – you know, I was like, had my little violin out. I'm like, you know, who knows if anybody's even listening or they care. He goes, uh, trust me, they do. And he said, it's interesting the impact that radio, especially he said what you guys are doing more than what I'm doing, small town radio, which I don't mean that the South Side is a small town, but it's certainly it was different just, than Atlanta radio. It was not a 100,000 watt flamethrowing country, FM, yeah. you know, FM country station. Like, he said, you actually have more of a responsibility. And I was like, well, damn. Yeah, I agree with that, though. I agree with that. And we're going to tell an interesting story in the next uh, episode or two about the Gaddy family. Um, briefly, the Gaddy family, Gwen and Mike, been married forever. They have three kids, uh, 38 to 42, the kids. They got, uh, I think, six grandkids combined in Fayette County, about 15 miles south of Hartsfield, about 22 miles south of downtown Atlanta, Fayetteville, Georgia. The Gaddy family has a uh, just a big plot of land, family land, been in the family forever. They, for 36 years, have done the Christmas decorations all out thing. They were they were part of that show on uh, the network show, The Christmas Light Fight. Oh, I love that show. Yes, they were part of that two seasons ago. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Gwen and Mike Gaddy, G-A-D-D-Y Gaddy. I love that. Two weeks ago today, a lightning bolt, one lightning bolt. At 3.13 p.m. Eastern, hit their barn on their property in Fayetteville, where they kept all of their Christmas decorations. Mm. And it burned to the ground. I'm talking Donna. I'll have this audio for you next episode because it's going to, gosh, break your heart, but it's going to build you up too. It is powerful stuff. Some of the most powerful stuff I've ever done in radio before. And I just showed up at their house. I've been Literally trying with a microphone. With a well, well, iPhone. Yeah. Like Fox News with that Absolutely. little man and, in but, the woods. You know, I didn't have it out. You know, we had a quick conversation on the front. I'll explain it all. But next episode, I promise you, you're going to hear some of this audio of me just really walking up and introducing myself to Gwen and Mike Gaddy and Fable and the the history, Donna, with uh, Mike and his dad. They built that barn together. He said, "I learned more in the four, five, six months it took to build that barn with my dad. I learned more in that period." I learned more in that period than I did in my entire life. Wow. It was a different world. It was a different time. And I, I, I just, I left Gwen and Mike in their property about an hour and a half later, 90 minutes later. Not a changed man, not, not, not at that level, but it was one of those moments that was uh, intended to happen. Hmm. And I'll tell you why I think that. And actually, I'll tell you why I know that now. Next episode, I can introduce you to Gwen and Mike Gaddy. Uh, we're going to say Christmas. There's a uh, Trey Reese and Chuck, Chuck Brown. You're gonna say bye. Chuck, Chuck, Trey. Donna, you say hello to Chuck and Trey. Hey, Chuck. How are you? Donna says hi. Um, the Brightmore folks have been in here. What are they morning. doing? We can't talk about that. Donna, it's private information. Is it bound? No. Hmm. Things are well in the hospice industry. Okay. No, that, that's a. What? It's a business. Strange com- it's comment. It's a business. Uh, they've been here all morning. I got two Bojangles biscuits this week. Two days, I scored a country ham biscuit from Bojangles. 
bring them in. Bring them biscuits. We'll work for biscuits. Love that. I'm um, going to the Mets game tonight. I'm so excited. This is a, it's a popular series. Yeah, I'm really That's excited. It's a hot ticket, Donna. That's a hot Very ticket. Very hot ticket. I Braves got the Mets. tickets free, but I had to buy my. What'd you have to pass. buy? Wow, wow, wow. What'd you have to buy? A parking pass. Take public transportation. Okay, all right. Take your bus. Okay. The location is 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. You've heard it your entire life. I thought about this, Don, actually. You know, kind of like the, uh, the Gaddy's physical address of their, their property where they did the Christmas lights, it comes up on your map mm-hmm. because it's a, such a popular destination, just like Gallery Furniture does. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. There, there are addresses, physical addresses that you've heard your entire life. You're like, no, wait a minute, what, what is that? I know what that is. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. That's Gainesville. That's, that's Gallery Furniture, yes. Mm-hmm. 3118 Sandy Plains Road. Wait a minute, why do I know that address? Because every Christmas we'd punch it into the system to go see the, the lights, the Christmas lights of the Getty family Christmas decorations. Well, that was going away. But it's not now. We're going to say Christmas, Donna. Are you so excited? Anyway, I'm sorry. We got, I'm off, we got off a little bit there. But um, Donna has been on your map. She's been in your ear with her daddy, the Wolfman, for decades, over four decades. They have been selling furniture, top quality furniture at great prices for every room in your house and uh, doing it well. Gallery Furniture Gainesville. Go see Donna. Ask her the Wolfman. He's not around anymore. Been about 20 years. I thought about him the other day. thought about him just last week, Donna. My Donna. Um, what a character he was. Yeah. He, he was such a recognizable fixture in this community, the business community, but also the charity community. He was such a giving man, uh, the Wolfman, but everybody knew him. You couldn't go in. We would go to lunch with him and Donna. You, oh, my you gosh. Could, you couldn't get in the place. No, and he had such a presence because, you know, he had that great flowing hair. Beard, and the beard, too. Just the beard and the jewelry he would wear. And he'd had those really cool, like, Elvis zip boots that he'd wear. And, you know, but here's the thing to all of us, he was the Wolfman. To Donna, he was her dad. His daddy. But he showed her how to run this business. And I'd tell her all the time, and she always gets tears in her eyes. I'm actually going to see her this week. And I always tell her, your dad would be so proud of you. I think it's so important sometimes to tell people, you know, everybody, no matter how old you are, it's kind of like what we talked about earlier, is just trying to make sure their parents would be proud of them, whether they're here or whether they're not. And I always say, I think your dad would be so proud of the way that you've handled this business and handled yourself and how you help the community. And yes, she helps the community by you know, doing donations like we've talked about before to the fire department and the police that you don't even know about because tell, it's not about getting know. the glory. But she also helps the community by providing great furniture at great prices, getting people financed, some of them who might not be able to get financed at traditional stores. And, you know, is just a great pillar in the community. And I am such a big believer, and I know you are too, Caddy, about buying local. Yep. I just can't say it enough. Um, the, the choices that you make impact families and communities, and, and it's so important. And don't just buy local to buy local, but buy local because they're great businesses. I am so happy with the things that we got from Donna. They look great. They It's not like a week later I'm like, Ugh. Did I make the right decision? Did I exactly. pick the right color? I love it. Every time I walk into the room, I'm like, oh my God. In fact, I send her pictures all the time. And one of them be like my damn cat or cat laying on the, you know, like, why does this cat have to lay here? But I'm just so proud of what I bought. And I was so happy to buy from her and buy, not 
was there's nothing in this commercial about she gave us furniture. You know, I bought the furniture. She gave me a great deal, but she's going to give you the same great deal. So it it really is important to buy locally. And if you haven't checked them out lately, she just posted on their social channel. I'm going to have you give the Instagram because I always get it wrong. But right. there's a gorgeous white sectional, kind of similar to what I got, right. but even more sleek. Gallery Furniture, the Instagram follow is at Gallery Furniture GA. At Gallery Furniture GA, the Instagram follow. Get uh, six, seven trucks a week, a week of brand new gorgeous furniture for every room in your house. Priced nice. Price nice. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman and ask for Donna. Love to you, Donna. Thanks to, uh, to just watch out the door, Trey Reese and Chubb Brown, Brightmore Healthcare, Atlanta based Brightmore Healthcare, brightmorehealthcare.com. Fable Ford, Fable Ford GA, brother Chris Chitwood, we are praying for you and we love you. And um, I haven't mentioned Chitty on the radio or podcast. And I, won't. I don't think he does. He want I, you to I, do I, this? Well, listen, they have bands, uh, okay. wristbands, they have uh, uh, t shirts they're selling. So, you know what? I, 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 I'll say this. You have friends that have, uh, you have friends that have been maybe with you your entire life. Maybe go back to kindergarten. And you may have friends in your circle late in life, or not late in life, but midlife, although you never know, that just uh, appear suddenly. And for me, the latter is Chris Chitwood, who is a general manager of Fable Ford, FableFordGA.com. Uh, Chris, Chris East, he was our midday personality here at the Bear. He and his husband, Andy. Just bought a brand new. Did you see? Uh, did you see it up front? Uh, the Ford Escape, the uh, black Ford Escape, was there. Oh, I love that. They just bought it yesterday. Uh, Andy, I knew Andy was going to go meet uh, William, their 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 sales representative from Fable Ford, and to get the deal done. They didn't know what they wanted to buy. They just knew it was time to do it. And so, um, Chris East said, "Hey, Andy's going to be there at nine tomorrow. I planned my morning so that I could be there at nine as well." For the introduction and just make sure they, it's kind of, it was, that's my job. Really part of it is just getting people in there and getting people comfortable and doing introductions and doing whatever I need to do, to get damn forwards on the road. <clears throat> and so happy to do it, happy to do it for anybody. Um, but they bought that. They had no idea going in what they wanted. They knew what they had. They knew what they could, uh, what they could do. They knew their, you know, knew everything that they needed to know about money and all that stuff going in. Uh, but, uh, they're so happy. So, you know, they said, listen, it was a seamless process and it is. And Fable Ford, uh, lifetime powertrain warranty. They also picked that up. It's in the glove box. It was a seal with a kiss and Chris Chitty Chitwood. General manager, Fateful Ford, and the promise is this. The guarantee is this, that if you have any problems with your engine or transmission, those components that make your engine or transmission work properly, as long as you own that vehicle from Fateful Ford, and as long as you get your maintenance done, any repairs done by a certified ASE technician, that certified lifetime powertrain warranty is, is good, all right, for the lifetime of the vehicle. You're not going to find that gift at many dealerships in this nation. Not many dealerships are willing to put their name on something for a lifetime. They're just not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They do it. Fable Ford. FableFordGA.com. All right. Um, I want to say real quick one thing. Hey, hey. Um, I had someone reach out to me and say, could you send me some information on being a sponsor of the podcast? And I don't think we talk about this enough. Um, yes, you can. And if you get tired of us talking about Awesome Alpharetta, Delta, uh, Fable Ford. Deep Hopefully mobile. you don't. Brightmore Healthcare. Brightmore. This is what we'll do for your business. Here's the great thing about podcasting versus radio. And we're big. If you want to run on the radio, we can also do you a companion schedule. We can get you there. We can get you on both. Um, to be on the radio Tomorrow. also. It can be local or uh-huh. it can be national can because be we have national. people that listen everywhere. So if you have a website where people can order or anything like that. So if you are interested, just shoot us an email. 
at D as in dog, Choate, C-H-O-A-T as in Tom E, media at gmail.com. Again, we can customize. Everybody's always looking. Listen, if you own a business, you're always looking at, do I want to do flyers? Do I want to do direct mail? Do I want to step out and do podcasting? What do I want to do? You know, give us a chance. And yep. here's what I will tell you. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And we I move thought, on as friends. I thought you were going to say money back guarantee or something right there. I was like, wait a minute. No, whoa. we're not giving you money back. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Right. Um, if you go back to episode one, which was recorded the first week of January in the year 2020, many of the same names that you're going to hear in that first episode, you're hearing 450 episodes later. Yep. Four years later, you're still hearing T-Mobile, Delta, Gallery Furniture, all smile We picked up Fate Before Relationship. Started about maybe halfway in, I think halfway through where we are currently. Bright more about the same thing. But here's the crazy thing. If you just jumped into this podcast, maybe you're a radio listener and you just jumped in and you're like, hopefully you're like, these two are crazy. I really want to hear more. And you go back and listen to the old episodes. You're going to hear those sponsors. We don't scrub our sponsors out. So if you start with us now and you have a limited budget and you're like, listen, I want to do it for to infinity and beyond. You're in, you are infinity yeah, to that. beyond. Are there, are there podcasts that do that? They scrub sponsors? They do. Really? We I don't. Know I don't know that. And we won't. So. D media at gmail.com. D And that's Choate. anything. C H O landscaping, pools, whatever you want. Hey. Call us. D media, C H O A T E media at gmail.com. And make sure you have on your calendar the Wire and Wood Alpharetta Songwriters Festival, a free music festival. You have never heard those words before uh, spoken from either of us that was not related to the Wire and Wood Alpharetta Songwriters Festival, a free music festival. Yes, tickets are free. People, people say to me every year about this time when we start talking about it. Why, why are the tickets free? Why would they give away the tickets? Because they're awesome Alpharetta. That's why. AwesomeAlpharetta.com. All right. Wire and Wood Alpharetta Songwriters Festival. This has become a huge festival. It really has. Um, Super well-known with songwriters and artists, and they want to play it. It's a lot of fun. Tons of stages, food trucks, 30 performers, six outdoor stages, and uh, national artists, regional artists, absolutely free. You learn about the music. Rain or shine, make sure you're there. Top 20 event nationwide. You also get an opportunity to kind of sample Alpharetta and all the great things that we have to offer. That's right. Now it's like food, beverages, or pets allowed. Wirewood Alpharetta, Songwriters Festival, October 13th, 5 till 11. We'll see you there. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen at the Appen Podcast Network. Been our partners since episode one, or S1E1, season one, episode one. Nearly, uh, get ready to hit, is it, is it five years, I guess? No, four. Four. Boy, have they stuck by us, though, because, you know, and even listeners, you guys have stuck by us. It was a little rocky when we... Got going with radio, just trying to get everything timed out. But we, we got it now. We promise we're good. Okay. Is there a little bit of guilt there? Well, I just know, like, sometimes, like, Hans and them are waiting on episodes. You know, and then Where's Waldo comes into play. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get out with that another Where's Waldo reference. Steve Mitchell at uh, Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios in Atlanta. Production assistants for both radio and podcasting and so much more than that. Next episode, seriously, make a note, Don, if you don't mind. We're going to introduce you to the Gordy family from Fayetteville, Georgia, and uh, how you are going to help to save the Gordy family Christmas this uh, this year with Cadillac Jack, my second night podcast, and the Bear 92.5. And uh, also, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Steve and his role and um, the entertaining way that he is reshaping radio and using us as his guinea pigs. I have seen that man's rear end what? under my desk. What are you talking about? Upstairs. 
Oh, I take pictures. I send them to you. I hope he's not listening because I love him so much. But I'll send you pictures. I'm like, current situation. And it's just his rear end under my okay. desk All trying right. to clean know. up my cords. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it yeah. is. Let me tell you what I got to do today real quick before we get uh, out of here. Can I, can I get down my credits? Yes. And then we'll do that. Um, I think that's it. that's it. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. Cadillac Jack, my second act. Proud, 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 proud to be part of the Appen, A-P-P-E-N, Appen Podcast Network.